Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is called The Power of Decision Making. And there is so much power in decision making because our life is the sum total of all the decisions we've made up until this point. In today's episode, we'll talk about a five-step process to help your decision making. And we cover topics of why even the small choices in life can drain our energy and why it's important to be efficient at making decisions. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This is a powerful one and this is one that's really drastically helped me, not in a huge big picture manner, but just the consistency of doing this over and over again has truly helped me um, in my life in many ways. And the episode is called The Power of Decision Making. And decisions are a necessary part of our everyday life. Uh, They're made on simple tasks such as what to wear, what to eat, and they're also necessary to make life-altering choices such as what career to have, how many kids to have, where to settle down. Our life is essentially the sum of all decisions we've made in the past. So where we are today is essentially because of each decision we've made up until this point. So if we really think about it, there is a lot of power and there's a lot of force um, that is behind decision making. And we can improve and change the course of our lives by making different and new decisions. If we're unsatisfied with where we're at today, we might need to analyze and look back, okay, what types of decisions am I making? Is there a pattern behind the decisions I'm making? Is there a reason for these decisions? Am I really thinking these through? Am I really being conscious of the decisions I'm making? Or are they based on subconscious programming and past patterns that I revert to maybe making an easier decision or making a decision that's not going to push me as hard and and it's resulting in this this life that I have right now <clears throat> so I've, I've kind of formulated five steps to help your decision making and this is not a formula and this, this you don't need to do any of this but if, if there's something that resonates with you or you know, there's something that really sits with you. Try, try and follow that. Try and pursue that because that could be your intuition telling you, hey, maybe, maybe we need to make some different changes here. Maybe we need to make some better, uh, more powerful decisions here. Um, so number one, how do we make better or different decisions? First, align your intentions to your decision. To be able to do this, you must have a pretty clear map of what and why you want something. If the decision you are pondering is something new to you, then what's the choice that is most aligned with your values or your vision? So again, this is important to know your vision, knowing where you want to go. And and the decisions are going to become more clear and more vibrant to you because you're. it's going to be easier to, to see Yes, if I make this choice, if I make this decision, that's going to lead me closer to where I want to go. That's going to lead me closer to my goal, to my vision. Um, and we need to listen to our intuition. Instead of asking everyone what to do, ask your friends, ask your family, ask the internet what to do. What do you feel you should do? What does your gut 
tell you that that feeling in the gut it's something that is practiced and it's like a it's like a muscle that you need to build is listening to that intuition the more you do it the more you can trust it and the more you can see benefit from from those decisions my whole journey over the last few years here has been mostly driven by my intuition leading me into the right path leading me away from my past life essentially and leading me into my my power my my purpose my more fulfillment all done by listening to my intuition by slowing down by listening to myself on a deeper level so intuition plays a massive part in making powerful decisions uh, we need to analyze the potential consequences but do not stay fixated on them do not fall into analysis paralysis and i learned this i learned this from rain really the real estate investment network that i was part of for a year and a bit there um and they really pushed you must take action and they they stressed that because they'd see members who would join this real estate investment network this network of people investing in real estate and they would stay in it for years without even buying a property because they just needed to they felt like they weren't ready yet they felt like they needed more information they needed to acquire every single last bit of information before they could pull that trigger and make action and take action but that is not necessarily the best way to go you do need to learn as you go and you need to sometimes throw yourself into things obviously by doing the correct due diligence and doing your your research um, but lots of people make decisions to minimize the potential harm over the potential gain just be aware what you normally choose and if you want new results you may need to change that you may need to change those choices what you normally choose and humans are adaptive we're resilient with the proper mindset do not fear what might never happen. Whatever the future holds, it will probably hurt or please you less than you imagine. So just, just kind of understand that, you know, if we think our life is going to be so much better if we choose this and acquire this, you know, what we think is, is probably not what's going to be the reality of that. It could be, but most times it's not and vice versa. You know, if we think it's going it, to... We're scared to make a decision because we're we're fearing that worst case scenario. We're projecting this worst case scenario that might not even happen, but we think it's going to be so bad that we don't make that decision. But in reality, when that you know, even if it is a bad outcome and a, a bad turnout from that decision, you know, it probably won't hurt as much as you imagine. And if it is a struggle and if it is painful well that's why we're learning all these tools and tactics and proper mindset and how to manage our thoughts so we can get through those difficult times so we don't need to fear these potential harmful decisions we can we can make bigger stronger more powerful decisions because we know we're going to have the resiliency to get through those tough times even if they do transpire try to minimize decision making when you are in a highly emotional state Emotions have links to our past. This can drastically influence what we choose based on how that similar decision made us feel in the past. Also, studies show that different emotions, especially anger, will make us more impetuous, more impulsive, uh, more selfish decisions, or more risk-prone. 
So that's that's dangerous and that's powerful to know. You know, we don't want to make those decisions when we're ran by our emotions, when we're feeling angry, when we're feeling flustered. We really want to have a cool head about us. Otherwise, that could lead to bigger impulsives, impulsive states or, or being selfish and then that not panning out for us in the long run. And all emotions affect our thinking, our cognitive function and motivation towards something. So like I said, let's let's come to that level state, level level headed mind and making certain types of decisions can be automatically programmed. So, you know, what's we need to be aware of what's our tendency of decision making, you know, a lot of the times we make decisions without even being aware, we just impulsively uh, do them because we're, we're not really analyzing them. It's just a, a program already set in us. So we need to have awareness on that. And, and a, again, a good way to get to that level headed space again, whether that's meditating, sitting in silence, like slowing down our brain so we have time to analyze things and think things through and listen to our intuition. I have a really difficult time listening to my intuition if I'm not meditating because my day-to-day life is really, there's a lot going on. I'm really active, really busy. And I don't necessarily always have the proper time to listen to that gut intuitive feeling. So I myself, that's why I really enjoy meditating so I can slow it all down, process things, really analyze things, look at them from a different way. Or you can journal about it or just sit in silence and, and breathe deeply just to slow it all down so you have, give yourself that time to analyze before making that important decision. And try to see it from another perspective, outside of yourself. Remove your particular attachments from the decision, especially of the near future. So what else might this impact in my or other people's lives? Remove instant gratification or desires to get something right away from the equation. Look at the bigger picture, the longer version, and, and, and what that all encompasses, in not just for yourself, but for others. And remove social pressures. Try to not think, okay, well, this will impress so-and-so, or I'll do this to make this person happy. But remove those social pressures, and what do you actually want? So play around with different perspectives that aren't impulsive. Make decisions that will set you up for the fewest regrets for you. So that takes some time. That takes some time to analyze. So slow yourself down so you can have a look at those different perspectives. Not just the perspective of what you're seeing right now, right here, right now. But let's broaden that. Let's zoom out. Let's look at the bigger picture and, and take a different look at it with a different perspective. So step two. Um, decision fatigue and how to overcome it. So decision fatigue is difficulty in making a good decision as a result of making too many decisions, usually in one day. So when we're flooded with decisions, we have a ton of a ton of choices to make throughout the day. And by the end of the day, we're just exhausted and we got nothing left. And it's very difficult to make a decision uh, because decisions take energy. And if we use a lot of energy to make daily decisions, that will directly impact our willpower or desire to do things we should be doing, such as, you know, now we don't have the proper energy because we've made we've used all our energy to make these decisions. Now we don't have energy to go to the gym or to cook a healthy meal or to do household work or to be present with our family or friends. We, we lack that energy because we've used it all up pondering different decisions. We're not certain to make those decisions. So we're using energy on that precious energy. 
So how can we minimize decision fatigue? We can make a plan uh, of daily decisions the night before. So even little tasks take up our energy, what to wear in the morning. Some people really struggle with that. Try on different outfits and, oh, I shouldn't wear this, I shouldn't wear that. And, you, and now you're getting stressed over simple, small decisions using energy first thing in the morning. So what you will wear tomorrow, what, what meals you will eat throughout the day, uh, what time you will work out. Just line everything up in your mind or write it out, whatever it may be, but don't waste that time pondering. Just know, okay, I have my clothes set out for the day. I will wear this. I'm going to eat this for breakfast. I'm going to have my lunch packed already. I don't need to choose what to make for lunch. You know, and you just have all these small little tasks lined up and already that decision has already been made and you'll have more energy in the bank for the next day. Uh, do the most important thing that might involve a big decision first thing in the morning because that's when we have the most energy. So if you're trying to make that big decision at the end of the day or pushing it off and you've made all these small decisions throughout your, your day, well, now you're, you're, you have that decision fatigue. You're tired. You've used energy on all these other decisions and now it comes time for the, the big pop of decision and all of a sudden that's going to be really difficult to do. So try to make that big decision, those more important decisions first thing in the morning when our energy bank is most full. Uh, make commitments over decisions. So non-negotiables, instead of making a decision, make a commitment, make it a necessity. So a commitment for me is going to the gym when it's open. We're still in lockdown from COVID-19, but um, like that's a commitment to me. That's not a decision I have to make, but the commitment to me is I go five times a week, no matter what, unless there's a very unforeseen uh, circumstance in which I adapt and accept that. But, you know, those are commitments. So I'm not deciding to do these things. It's a commitment. Uh, it's a commitment to eat healthy. It's a commitment not to eat out during the during the week. So I know that. That's not a decision. Should I eat out or should I cook? That's already a commitment. That's a decision I've already made. So try to try to link your decisions and turn them into commitments. Um, when you need to to make on the fly quick decisions, practice your speed response. So meaning, don't get stressed or waste time pondering what to do. Save time, energy and you'll get quicker results. So practice making decisions that don't mean that much to you faster. Try to try to shorten the time it takes you to make that decision. Um, you know, even even small things. <laughs> I always laugh at how Jess struggles when we're if, if we ever go out or have to get a drink from Starbucks or whatever when in the drive through and she's pondering and just getting stressed out about what to order from the menu and she's taking time and you know it's, it's times like those that could be a practice you know look at the look at the menu look at what kind of drink you want and boom make that decision and then stick to it um so just practicing the small decisions or what to wear you know look at your closet and decide in half the time that you would have normally before and just small things and practicing that and that's going to help you save that 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 little bit of energy but that's going to build up over time um so step three how to make every decision the correct decision and this is something that i've i've just kind of thought about and and i implemented in my life and it really works and it's really powerful if you really grasp it and really utilize this so no matter what decision you make and no matter what result transpires, it could be positive or negative, 
it can be the correct decision. Now I'm going to throw some a, ca a caveat in here and and say there's some expectation or exceptions. Um, so if our state of consciousness is altered with drugs or alcohol or whatever, our mental state is is altered. I'm not saying that that every decision can be the correct decision because you know we ultimately can make some stupid and dumb decisions. I've done some myself um, when you're in that altered state of consciousness. So I'm not I'm not including that. But it, when when you experience a negative result from a decision you made, 99% of the time there's going to be an incredible lesson, an incredible what not to do. And, and when there's a positive result, obviously there's a, there's a good reason for that and you're going to experience a positive result. So that's good as well. And, you know, this took me some time to wrap my head around and, and really try to implement in my life. But now every time I make a decision, even if it's a negative out outcome, you know, I'm being positive about the whole thing. I'm saying, all right, there's the lesson. All right, that's amazing. Here's the lesson. Instantly, though, like, I, oh, shit, this happened. Oh, man, I should have chosen that. But do not spend time in that in that in that mind frame. Instead, I just instantly shift that frame to, oh man, thankfully I learned this lesson now, and I'm not learning it in the in the future when it could be result in something even worse. So it's all about how you frame it. Don't dwell on a negative negative result and beat yourself up mentally. Do not do that. That will result to pain. Reframe it by realizing. It was the correct decision at, at the correct moment in your life and to learn the particular lesson that that's trying to show you. So pain and suffering will ensue with the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. One thing that's certain is you cannot physically change the past, but you can change your thoughts on your current situation and reframe how you look at it. So it's all about reframing and it, the power of reframing is incredible. You know, it's, it's not something tangible or physical. It's something that's done in our mind. But when we can really utilize that and just instantly minimize the refractory period of how long it takes us to reframe something, you know, we're not sitting in those holes for long periods of time. We reframe it right away and say, boom, there's the lesson. Okay, I know not to do that again. You know, and we, it's just a simple reframe. But that can result to every decision you make is the correct decision. So that can avoid us from prolonged periods of time of, you know, analysis paralysis. We can make that decision with the faith, knowing that we'll get through it, knowing that we're either going to learn a lesson or we're going to experience something positive from it. But either way, it's a win-win. So that lessens the stress of making that absolute perfect decision. We need to move forward. And in order to move forward, we need to make some decisions now, quicker, sooner. So again, I, I've experienced that lesson a few times with the first house we bought as our real estate venture. Um, you know, the house we currently live in with a basement suite and it flooded a few times. And, and the first time it flooded, it was it took me a while to reframe or even see something positive of it. I was just more so into the mental state of things. And I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this is, this is happening. And I was in that hole a lot longer than I was when it happened again. <laughs> and when it happened again, um, I was really able to say, okay, you know, this sucks that this is happening again, but okay, where's this lesson? What's the lesson here? Um, and I really started to look for that and said, okay, this is my circumstance. I can't argue with the fact that there's a crack in the foundation and there's water coming in the house. 
That is a fact. That is a circumstance in which I cannot change. And if I say, oh man, I shoulda, coulda, woulda changed this if I woulda done this, there is absolutely no benefit from that. And I really realized that. I said, okay, well then where the heck's my lesson here? What am I learning in this moment? You know, how is this going to make me stronger moving forward? How is this going to make me more resilient by knowing I can get through these things and look for this lesson? So my lesson, my big lesson was do your own due diligence. I put way too much faith in a mentor that I had and, and he, he kind of led us the wrong way and, and didn't treat us the best through the whole situation either, which didn't make things easy. But we learned a valuable lesson, Jess and I, by understanding to do way more of the own research and the own due diligence and take matters into our own hands. And then, you know, then it makes it easier to not even blame someone else. You know, we're at we're at our own fault there. But either way, looking for that lesson right away and just not sitting in that shoulda, coulda, woulda, but reframe it to making it the right decision. And I'm honestly extremely grateful that we did um, especially in hindsight, looking back that we did buy this house and that this did all unfold because who knows where my life would be right now if I didn't buy this house, you know, my, my whole personal development journey started in this house, in this room that I'm in right now and meditating and, and developing my life and my relationship and everything else that's transpired since then. And if we didn't get this house, who knows if that would have happened, you know, so I have the positive framing of that that was the correct decision and that brought us to here right now and I am extremely grateful for that. So it's all about how we, we frame it and, and how we look at it. So that was step three, how to make every decision the correct decision. Step four, if you make a decision, stick to it. Um, this will build confidence, this will save energy, this will build character this will help you improve your delayed gratification. You know, if it's taking longer to achieve something, it's it's building that that skill, that uh, that resiliency of delayed gratification in which I did a podcast about that, which states that that's going to help us out in the long run. That's going to help us become more successful, become that person, that version of us who we want. It's going to help for us to practice patience and follow through. Uh, it's going to improve our decision-making abilities. So sticking to a decision and not reverting back to it, just like just like I, I'm sticking to this, the decision of the house we're living in right now. And I'm, I'm, it's a longer time frame of, you know, that delayed gratification and, and, uh, and patience and, and follow through in it. You know, I'm sticking to the decision that I, that I bought this house and that was the right decision. And I'm looking for the reasons that it's the right decision. And I'm also seeing, I have the humility to see the mistakes that I made in the process so I can make a more powerful, better decision on the next venture, on the next big decision that I make. So it's not necessarily the wrong decision. Could I have could I have done something better? You betcha. And I'm going to do that, those better action steps in my next decision. But I still made the right decision and I still truly believe I made the right decision. That's important because then that's not going to, that's what builds that confidence, right? If I don't think that, then my confidence is going to get a bit wavy and shaky. Um, so so there's, a, there's a lot of power behind uh, sticking to your decisions, but also having the humility to see where you can do better on the next one. Uh, so step five, if you're stuck, follow the footsteps of people who have made the decision you are faced with. So this podcast isn't to say blindly make decisions just to get better at them. Do your due diligence, get help or support if needed. Have humility by evaluating your choices that you've made in the past and 
and and and look for help or guidance to to learn how to make different decisions. So if you know if you you've caught yourself in the pattern of making familiar decisions over and over and over again in your life and you're having a difficult time to understand or learn how to make bigger better decisions that can alter your life you know it, it's it's totally okay to go and, and and seek help seek help from people who have done that before seek help f- from people who are making bigger more evolved decisions than you might be making or you might have made in the past like that's how we learn we learn from others we learn from others mistakes we learn from other successes and we we have to have that conversation or educate on our, ourselves on how to make these bigger decisions, how to potentially make take bigger risks or whatever it may be, and how to mitigate those risks as well. And that all happens from from having conversations or from reading books or from getting educated on the topic that we're trying to make decisions. So follow those footsteps of people who have gone there before. And your mind must arrive at your destination before your life does. Your mind must arrive at your destination before your life does. So it's so important to know where you want to go in life. If we have conviction on the direction we want to go, our decisions will become so much easier. This is why journaling, meditating, and visualizations are so powerful because we can see that before it happens. We can see into that future. We can see what we want, what we're trying to create. And then it makes the decisions in our life so much easier because we say, oh, I clearly want that. Well, now I'm faced with this choice, with this decision. Which one of those choices, which one of those decisions is going to lead me to that vision? You know, we're experiencing it in, in visualizations and in journaling and meditation before the, our physical realm experiences it. So it's just how do we, you know... We're in a sense making the decisions before they happen in this visualization or in this projected what we're trying to achieve in the future. Uh, It's just the follow through backed by your conviction that will bring your vision to life. You have all the answers within yourself. It's just the matter of making those bigger decisions to make that come true. So make better decisions starting today. If our life is the sum total of all the decisions we've made up until this point, then let's create the life we want by reverse engineering our goals and our visions. Set clear intentions for what we want. Visualize and see these visions. Follow your intuition. Avoid decision fatigue. Make every decision the correct decision. Stick to your choice. And if stuck, seek help or guidance the life you desire is achievable you are worthy of that life begin to realize the power of decisions and you will surrender your average life thank you so much for listening and i hope everybody has an amazing day